Greetings, and welcome to Etzheim's weekly podcast, recorded live in Richardson, Texas. We invite you now to join us for one of our synagogue's Shabbat messages. That's awesome. As tradition is for me, I always just want to go before the Lord and just bless His name. He's faithful. We have a good God. We have a faithful King. He bears witness. Oh. He bears witness to his word. His faithfulness endures forever. Alveno Malkano, our Father and our King. Lord, we pray right now in your Son Yeshua's name. Father, we pray that you will reveal yourselves to us. Speak, Lord. Father, you are a holy, holy, holy King. The whole universe cannot contain you. You are surrounded with the, with, with the cherubim and the seraphim and, 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 and the living creatures and these beings. And they say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. They do the Kedusha up in heaven. And thus, your people Israel do it down upon earth. Your holiness is, is made manifest in heaven. And thus, in the body of Messiah, it's supposed to be made manifest on earth. Father, I just glorify you. I just lift up my voice to the king of the universe. Speak, great king. Speak to your son, Yeshua. Amen. All right. The pilgrimage of the heart. As I begin to speak to you, I'm going to try to slow down a little today. Because I can just rattle it off. I have a, probably the most ever, I've probably got like 50 slides. I, I wonder if I'm going to get to four or five of them. Because I don't have a drosh to preach to you. I have a message from God. And it's in His Word. So you can be assured it's not mine. And I'm speaking to you because into the most intimate place. I'm not speaking to the outward man. I'm speaking to your heart. So let me go with slide one. And this is from well, wait a minute. Harder than this, I'm funny. Alright. Cool. There it goes. Opening slide. Prepare the way of Adonai. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And again in Isaiah 40 and 3, a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of Adonai. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And again in Psalm 68 and 5, sing to God. Elohim, sing praises to his name. Prepare the road for him who rides through the deserts, whose name is Adonai, and rejoice before him. Hmm. A call to build the house of Adonai. Do you know that we are called for purpose? And as I was struggling out with this word, because I don't have the, the freedom to preach what I think is good. It's just not allowed to. 
I had to wait until he finally pointed something to me and said, this is what they need to hear. In my great wisdom, I had planned, because I see the struggles in our community and in the hearts of men and my own personal struggles. The wisdom I had planned for you is that I was going to go and preach on the depravity of the heart of man. And, and explain the differences between the old nature and the new nature, which is one of the, this is the, the, the pivotal struggle we have within our lives and in the lives of this congregation and all other congregations. There is a natural man and there is a fleshy man. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And the Lord is funny. The Lord says, no. I don't want you to speak to them and give them a teaching about something. I want you to address it personally to them. See, your relationship with the Lord is personal. But it's also based upon a community. Something that you understand as you read the scriptures is in Israel... A little leaving could leave in the whole lump. It could cause folly in the camp. I want you to listen to the heart of God. God loves you. But God is also looking for something. He's looking for that one thing that most often we withheld and withhold from Him. I'm going to read from Haggai on slide five. And let's see what the Lord is speaking. In the second year, and I have to make, just let you know, there may be some issues of how I pronounce some names. But I'm going to just do the best that I can. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of Adonai came through Haggai, the prophet to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Yehuda, and Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, Cohen Gadol. Thus saith Adonai Savoob, this people say the time is not come, the time for the, for the house of Adonai to be rebuilt. Then the word of Adonai came through Haggai the prophet. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? But now, thus saith Adonai Savarol, set your heart on your ways. You sold much, but bring in little. You eat, but are never satisfied. You drink, but not enough to get filled. You put on clothes, but no one is warm. And whoever earns wages works for a bag full of holes. Thus saith Adonai Savuot, Set your heart on your ways. Go up to the hills, bring wood, and build the house. Then I will delight in it, and I will be glorified, says Adonai. You have looked for much. But indeed, there is little. What have you brought home? I, what you have brought home, I have blown away. Why is this? It is a declaration of Adonai Sabaoth, because my house lies in ruins. While you are running each to his own house. Therefore, because of you, the sky has withheld dew, and the earth has withheld its yield. For I called for drought on the land, the hills and the grain, and on the new wine, on the oil, and on the ground, on what the ground brings forth, on mankind and beasts, as well 
as all labor of hands. Haggai chapter 1, verse 1 through 11. That's the Tree of Life version. What does this have to do to those who are hearing the sound of my voice? Our king is quite specific with this message. And so was the Messiah Yeshua with the message of going forth and building up a body of believers. But in this passage, what you're going to find fascinating is it's, it seems that there's a lack of urgency. I'm pretty sure that when it comes to building up your portfolio and building up your, 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 your resume and building up your, your, your bodies and building up your, your, your lands and, and, and all these things, we were, we were really diligent with these things. So as it was here. I don't know if you could recognize it in this nation, but the children of Israel in this text were coming, they were still under the authority of another people. But the Creator had allowed them the possibility to build His house. And this would later on be the house that the Messiah, fulfilling prophecy, would come in and be revealed. So it is today. The people's hearts were not set on pilgrimage yet. And I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking that here, asking you that question. I want you to really think about why you're listening to this message. I'm speaking directly to each and every one of you here. I'm not teaching you something so you can learn and write it down notes. I'm speaking directly to you. And he's speaking directly to me. We're all in the same boat. The Lord wants to know, will you build his house? What is in between you and building the kingdom of God? And again, I'm going to go to the next slide. And this is from Luke. I'm going to begin reading. I'm going to do a lot of reading. Because I'm going to test. where God is wanting to see what the people are going to do with what he says. Now, great crowds were traveling with Yeshua. And he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers, his sisters, yes, even his own life, He cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you wanting to build a tower, build, build, doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost to see if he has enough to finish it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and isn't able to finish everything, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build. And wasn't able to finish. This sounds like the mockery that Nehemiah faced when he was trying to build up the gates. I'm going to keep reading. Or what king going to make war against another king won't first sit down to consider whether he is able with 10,000 to confront the one coming against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is still far away, he sends an ambassador and asks for peace. So in the same way, 
Whoever does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Therefore, salt is good. But if the salt should lose its flavor, how shall it be made salty again? It is not suitable for soil or for a manure heap. It is thrown out. The one who has ears to hear, let him hear. Luke fourteen twenty five to 35 Yeshua was setting forth some conditions of being his disciple. In today's time, we have a tendency to um, create this easy pathway instead of the narrow path. What I'm presenting to you is the Messiah has laid out, this is how you build my kingdom. You take everything that you have and you lay it to side that doesn't mean I'm calling everyone to forsake everything every Talmudim didn't leave everything some of them stayed there but everything is at your disposal I surrender everything for a person you know our covenant is based upon a person the scripture says in him the Gentiles will trust The covenant is based upon a person. And this person is the one whose ear must be open to, to hear what he says. And when he speaks, you follow. This is what it means. Anything less than that, unable to be his disciple. Unable, unable. Oh, that's hard, brother. This is the gospel. The people in the West, are building their houses. They're building up buildings. They have all these things they're building up, but the Messiah is looking for people who want to build his God's, his Father's kingdom. There's nothing comparable to the kingdom. Do you believe this? I'm not speaking to you so that you can bring in information. I'm asking you, or the Lord is asking you, are you going to go up and get timber to build this house? Oh, responding is okay. You can say absolutely, or you can say I'm not going to do it. Because I have to tell you a secret. God's going to do it, and he's looking to do it here because he revealed his love for the people in this room to me. He showed me he's not satisfied with people coming and sitting on Shabbat. And we got a few people running around like chickens without their head doing all this stuff. He's looking for people who are willing to build the glorious kingdom of God on earth as in heaven. Literally fulfilling the great mission of our holy God. So what we're going to do next is I'm going to read some searching psalms to see if you really are interested. If not, I mean, I can, I'm not afraid to just stop. I mean, if you run me out of here, I'll just stop right now. Because this is the heart of God for that time. He wants people who are all in 
If you don't come to Etzheim and you're a believer in Messiah, he wants you all in. Everything. There's not nothing left. Every relationship you have. Everything you do in your job. How you dress. Hopefully I'm not doing that because I'm moving too much. I want you to consider this. And then I want you to make a give a response. Because either your action or your in either you're going to give a response by what you do or what you do not. Do you know if they would have decided not to build that temple? Uh, well, how would the Messiah have came in and how would they have saw him? It shouldn't be quiet. You see, if I just teach you about the academic nature. You can go, that was amazing, brother. I could just open it and go all through the text and then we do it. It would be better in a Matthew study or something like that in a Bible study. I could just go all through it and teach you. And you'd be like, that's amazing. But it'll never hit you where it is because I'm presenting to you your heart. This is what the Ruach showed me. Don't teach them anything. Show them by their response that you need to have a heart set on pilgrimage. A heart set on the will of God. That's how you know where your heart is. It's by what's going on. The wrestling's going on. This is how Messiah exposed the hypocrites in his day by their response. See, if you love my father, you would love me. This is what Yeshua said. This is not my own word. This is a word for you and for me. Listen, Psalm 139. Search me, O God. And know my heart. Examine me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any offensive way within me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 51, 12-15. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. Take not your Ruach HaKodesh from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will return to you. Psalm 51. Think of this. If they build not the temple. Then how are the sinners are going to come forth. And go to the place to have their sins absolved. And go forth and hear the teachings. And go forth and be able to be made right with a holy God. Well how will they hear. Without someone being sent. Know you not that you're the temple of the Holy God? Don't you know it? You're not your own. Been purchased with the blood of the Holy Lamb of God. Verse um, Psalm 84, 68. Blessed is the one whose strength is in you and whose heart are the pilgrim roads. Passing through the valley of Baca, weeping, they make it a spring. The early rains cover it with a blessing. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. And finally, a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of Adonai. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley will be lifted up. Every mountain and hill made low. 
The rough ground will be a plain and the rugged terrain smooth. Isaiah 43-4 These pilgrim roads in the heart. What as the psalmist or the writer was writing, what he was doing was actually talking about, you know, the pilgrimage feast when the people come up. They're singing psalms and they're going up and they're preparing our hearts to be in the presence of God. But he goes into depths and goes into the inside of the man. And what God is looking to do because of our propensity, because of the fallen nature of man whose heart is upside down. His heart is centered on self. His heart is about seeking his own, which was Paul's talking about. God says, I'm going to make pilgrim rolls in your heart for my will. Do you know the law of the adversary is to do as you will? That's his law. But the law of the Holy One of Israel, the Messiah says, I do everything to please my Father. I do nothing of my own power. This is the message. Highways in your heart. A heart that is open to God to go into those places. When he cursed the ground, you look at that and go, oh yeah, the ground was cursed. No, man's heart became a curse. The hearts of men are evil continually. Scripture says that Satan said in his heart. This is the place. That the man of God speaks to. He speaks to the place where men keep God out. There's hedges. Look at look, this is interesting. Every valley will be lifted up. You notice He's talking about going up. Prepare the way of the Lord. And people go, oh yeah, he's going. He, he sent Yochanan, because this is about John. When he sent John, did John go out in the desert with a bulldozer and start clearing a pathway? Or was John or Yochanan began to tell the people to repent because the kingdom of God is near. And he began to address transgressions and sins in the midst of the people. And they began to get broken up inside and they would confess their sins and they would go and get immersed in the water. They were getting dealt way, dealt in here and their hearts open so that they could receive the Messiah in. Preparing the way of the Lord is the inward. Some of you Masters of the shadow. Got a garment. A shadow. But when people go to touch the shadow, there is no life in it. The substance is Messiah. What are you majoring on? If we say we'll do it. You don't have to be like me, because if you did, we would all be in trouble. Because I am called to speak like this. And if this happened every week, this probably you would disappear. But you need different members of the body. I'm not saying be all in like me. I'm saying you and who God has called you to be all in. Coming in and submitting unto one master. One Lord, one faith. This, there's only one baptism and some need it. An immersion of baptism, of humility. Because this is the one who God dwells with. How much time? Okay. All right. 
Got a lot to go, so let's see. I don't know the people's response. I'll take a page from Finney. Can anybody, is anyone in here saying no? I'm not going to give you show all. Oh, I'm really asking you. If you're bold enough to tell the creator of heaven and earth, you should be bold enough to just say, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep some things to my own self. So everybody's in? Oh, man, this... If we had a game or something, you guys would be acting like, I mean, a game, is, when Yeshua come, we want the Cowboys ain't going to be around. I don't know if you know that. You're not going to be able to go Marvel and go see DC. They're not, he's not a fan. He's, he's gripped with the will of his father. Are you? Where's enthusiasm? I'm talking about an endless kingdom. Through you. Through Earthen vessels. We're weak. This is the beauty of it. This is why the harlots and the widows and the orphans and the lame came in. But those, he says, but I will hide this from the wise. That was the sages. Do you understand what he was saying? Literally. I'm not saying every single one. Because some could have been humbled and, and believed in the Messiah. But he was talking about men's cunning and wisdom was brought to nothing before him. All of our righteousness got brought smashed down. But this is not for me to sit back when I'm called to actually see if you're going to do it. I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm talking about Messiah Yeshua says, I want it all. Everything. And you can just say, I'll do it, Lord. As weak as I am. I mean, he wants us to build. He wants the kingdom to be built. He wants to work through his people. Or are you going to continue to build up your own life? This isn't... Okay, I won't name. I was about to name a person. I'm not. I'll just stop. This isn't your best life now. This is your life crucified, buried, and dead. Messiah liveth. You know how that changes everything? Changes everything. Everything changes. He turns your heart right side up. The imagery that God, the Lord is trying to show you is, is when you yield your heart to the living God to go in and have pathways. Those very, you know, those stubborn places, the unforgiveness, or, you know, those, the way you always respond. He says, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be able to pull the reins. He's going to take the inward part. He's going to take what he said to Judah and, 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 and Jeremiah about them having a, a stone heart with an iron stylus written with iniquity. He said that to them. But he says, behold, in the future, I'm going to give you, take the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And just like when the finger of God wrote on a tablet of stones, that's the picture. He says, now I'm going to write upon the fleshly tablets of your heart with my finger and make highways. I'm going to write my divine nature upon wretched people. And I'm going to take a people for my own. And this is what he did with Avram when all nations sinned against God. And he says, I'll take a lowly one here and make a people unto myself. And he did that. Just like he scattered Adam. Then he scattered the nations. And then when Israel made, made the same mistake, he said, I want to be like them. 
He says, you go to the nations as well. Scatter you. But he made covenant with them and he's going to restore them. I'm talking about a highway in your heart. I'm talking about saying, Lord, there's no place. There's no place that you can't have. So, well, I heard a few yeses. <sighs> okay. I'm going to go to Haggai, verse 1, 12 to 15. Zanzerubbabel, son of Shealtel, and Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, Kohen Gadol, and on the remnant of the people, heeded the voice of Adonai their God, and the words of Haggai the prophet, since Adonai their God had sent him. So the people reverenced Adonai. Hmm. They acknowledged it was sin. Do you know that if you're not willing to give him all your sin, that's, that's, this is the highway. I had a sister here. I'm not going to go. She told me a dream about some something, about um, these, these, these things that she, she had, these, these little treasures. And then she took one and took it to the side. And in the dream, she had to go and give all and give it back. Because the Lord was like, I'm your treasure. All. Empty your pockets. Empty your backpack. Everything. Hey, reverence Adonai. Then Adonai stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Sheltel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Yosedek, Kohangadol, the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work on the house of Adonai, Zawot, their God, and on the 24th day of the sixth month, and in the second year of King Darius. Haggai 1, 12-15. Think about what happened here. The people said, they felt convicted, and they said, you know, we're going to go work and build up God's king. We're going to go wherever he says, do whatever he says we're going to put, and we're going to yield our members as, as weak as we are. They had all the obstacles going against them. But they had one word of the king. They had other things that were drawing them away. Their own lives and all these other things were going on. I don't know if you know what's happening outside these walls. I'm sure you're actually able. If you watch TV or if you know what's going on, there's a whole lot of wickedness, lawlessness happening. How are they here? How are they going to know? There's a scripture talking about if they don't, if you speak not to them, the blood will be upon your hands. But he's when he makes highways in your heart, you get concerned. You see that God doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want Jewish believers or Jewish people not to ever have heard and know the Jewish Messiah. He doesn't want those of the nations to perish because they don't know the temple of God is still on earth right now and we're still looking for it and the kingdom of God is right in your midst but we don't even seem to know it. What does this look like? I'm going to read two passages to show you what it looks like when people decide to do the will of God. The first thing is the spirit of strife that is that's this raging, always trying to rise up in the midst of God's people. Even here, it gets just cool. Do you know that's not going to be tolerated now? 
Do you understand that spirit is not allowed in here? Do you understand? Hey, Nachash, the serpent, Nachash, can be saying it wrong. Diviner, whisperer, there's a connection. Hey, hey, you know, it's not allowed in here. These spirits aren't allowed in here. Because unity comes when we say, you know, well, we'll do it. We all start focusing on the thing God calls us to do. Look at this. Adonai spoke to Moshe saying, tell Benai Israel to take up an offering for me, for anyone whose heart compels him. You are to make me to take my offering. These are the contributions which you are to receive from them. Gold and silver and bronze and blue, purple and scarlet cloth, fine linen and gold hair, ram skins, dyed red, seal skins, acacia wood, uh, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and setting stones for the ephod and for the breastplate. Look what happened. You have a hard time having strife. But everybody who has a willing spirit begins to yield their members to righteousness. They're so focused on building up the habitation of the king. Everyone's on one accord. And look again in the book of Acts. Now the whole group of those who believe was with one heart and mind. No one would say anything he owned was his own. But they had everything in common. With great power, the emissaries were giving witness to the resurrection of the Lord Yeshua Messiah. An abundant favor was upon them all. No one among them was needy, for all were owners of lands or houses. For all who were owners of lands or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds and set them at the feet of the emissaries. And the proceeds were distributed according to the need each one had. Now Yosef, also called Barnabas, by the emissaries, um, which is translated son of encouragement, was a Levite and a native of Cyprus. He sold a field that he owned and brought the money and laid it at the feet of the emissaries. That's Acts 4, 32 and 37. What is interesting is, and I don't believe this is communism. What is interesting, this is building God's kingdom. They became gripped and had a single eye Do you know when your eye is single, your whole body is full of light? This is this thing, of course, this not having an evil eye, which is when you go to Deuteronomy, it talks about being generous. But there's a whole other principle here that I'm going to point out to you. When he says your eye is the light of the body, do you understand the science of what Yeshua just broke forth with? He was actually saying something that was profound. How do human beings see? Our eyes gather light. Now, it was impossible for someone in those days to actually know this. Yeshua was actually speaking about the eyes being the light of the body. Literally, is talking about how humans see is by gathering light into their eyes. And it goes out and they can see. That's how you can see. Your eyes gather light. When Yeshua is the one you put your the light of the world, you put your eyes on him and begin to follow what he says and yield to the call. Your body is full of light. Then all those goes away. Why? Because you would tremble before the great king. Because you might be speaking against his anointed. We're all members of one body. We're on service of one God. 
The next verse says, The glory of Adonai will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together. For the mouth of Adonai has spoken. Isaiah 40 and 5. This is the verse directly after he's going to take those blocked up roads. He's going to take the roads that are crooked. Make them straight. He's going to tear everything that you've exalted. He's going to bring it down and put it in the right place. And all the things that God exalts, because it's funny, the things that man exalts is mostly an abomination to God. But the things that are an abomination to man, God says, you know, what? I'm going to I'm going to exalt his great humility. And all of a sudden he takes this and lifts it up. And he changes, reconfigures the heart of the man. And the man's heart becomes new. So what means to majoring in the shadows? You're majoring in the shadows, but every time somebody does something, what's really in you comes out. Listen. You can't fool the Lord. Every temple that stopped serving God's agenda, his will, got torn down. Every single one. Every single one. Death came in through Adam who stopped bearing the image of God when he chose to follow his own devices. Every temple, Shiloh, pulled down. Jerusalem, pulled down. But Yeshua Messiah is the only temple which he said, this is the temple. He said, there's one greater than the temple here. Do you understand? That's an astonishing statement because the t- God wasn't dwelling in the temple fully. Yeshua was casting demons out of people, demons in, from people in the temple. Do you notice that? But he said, the prince of this world comes and he has nothing in me. So why are we going other places to find fullness? There's no other fullness anywhere else. This is the answer. Do you know how simple this is? But what is the resistance? The heart. It's deceitfully wicked, incurable. But thanks be to God, he can give you a new heart. Do you see the glory of God? He said, I will reveal myself when I change your heart. When, when, I, when you humble yourself before me and say, we'll just, we'll serve you, Lord. When the breaker comes forth and breaks the man... And they come and they humble themselves and receive the Lord. The Holy Spirit will reveal himself. There's been no revival without brokenness and humility. It won't happen. So are you going to do? Are we willing to? You know how the TV shows those guys, they do a little whole thing with this. I want you to consider, are you willing? Are you really willing? Where you are. When you do your worship service, it's from the heart to serve God. When you set the chairs here, you're always so offended when somebody does something wrong. But just think of what the Holy One of Israel says. I gotta hurry up. This is the beautiful part. On the 21st day of the month, the word of Adonai came through Haggai, the prophet. Speak now to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel. Governs, wow, this is all, yeah, governs seven tor of Judah. <laughs> that sounds awesome, I guess. And to Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat, Cohen Gadol, and to the remnant of the people who remains among you who saw this house in its former glory. So how do you see it now? Does it not seem as nothing in comparison in your eyes? When you look at the book of Acts, and then you look of where we are, 
We have come to a place of accepting this weakness. We're acting like the first century Jews who just be quiet and they're going to come and get us. They didn't know the power of God. And when the power of God came in their midst, they fought against Do you know there's no time in history when the people yielded to God that his spirit didn't manifest his glory to his people? That's what I'm asking. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. He says, look at Solomon's temple. They looked at Solomon's temple and they were like, man, look at what we've got here. This is nothing in comparison. But see, the funny thing is the Lord was going to use this more humble temple for the Messiah to come in. And when I'm suggesting something is astonishing, I'm going to keep reading. But now Zerubbabel, Chazach, it is a declaration of Adonai, and be strong. Joshua, son of Yosedek, Kohen Gadol, and all the people of the land, Chazach, be strong. It is a declaration of Adonai, and work, for I am with you. It is a declaration of Adonai, said the Lord, according to the word. I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. My rook is standing in your midst. Do not fear. But thus saith Adonai Sabo, in just a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations. The treasures of all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says Adonai Sabo. The silver is mine, the gold is mine. It is a declaration of Adonai Savo. The glory of this latter house will be greater than the former, says Adonai Savo. In this place I will grant shalom. It is a declaration of Adonai Savo. Haggai 2, 1 through 9. I speak this in your ears so you might hear it. And I pray that there's hearts in here for people to believe it. The glory you read about in the book of Acts is not something from the, it's something you look at and go, well, that's just something in the past. I'm speaking to you that the glory of this house can be greater than the glory that you saw in the first century. Disciples, that's what I'm talking about. That glory. That power. That's what he told me to speak to you. Speak this to them. Speak this to them. Speak this. This is the time for my bonus verse. Little time, I'm running low. See to it that you do not refuse. This is Hebrews 12, 25 to 29. There is no slide for it. See to it that you do not refuse the one who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they fused the one who was warning them on earth, much less will we escape if you reject the one who warns us from heaven. His voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Now this phrase, yes, once more, shows the removal of those things that are shaken. I don't know it's going to remove those things in here that are not of him that can be shaken. That is created things. So that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. Through this, through this way, we may offer worship in a manner pleasing to God with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Elsewhere it is written, 
I think it's in the NET Bible. Therefore, we are receiving an unshakable kingdom. Unshakable. Can't be shaken. Can't be dismayed. Can't be made a coward and afraid of the grumblings of the enemy. Is there people here who believe that they have a, they have a, a consuming fire for a God? Then receive this word in your heart that God wants to use, make an unshakable kingdom. When you're midst, in your midst, where you're willing, you're not afraid, you're not drawing back, but that you're pressing forward to build, you're pressing forward to do. You're not going to be overcome because, praise be to God, Messiah has overcome the world. It's in Him. Mm. So, because my time is short, I'm going to have to do some, some, some different things. I want you to understand that Messiah is building a body of divinity. He's not building a carnal body. In the next chapter, Haggai See, I'm just going forward and I'm going to just tell you what's in there. He's told by the Lord that the people were unclean. That he wanted them to remove the uncleanliness from their camp. This uncleanliness that was in their camp, he says, he gives this teaching about how that if this thing is unclean, touches this, will it not be unclean? He's talking about the things that were going on in the midst of the people, and God says, this is no good. I, I want you to bring to remembrance what I said earlier. That's a very loose paraphrase. And I say the same to you. A part of what the Lord wants to do here is that we have to get rid of the unclean element. The lack of irreverence for the Holy One of Israel. The lack of chastity in coming into the congregation like we're going to the beach. I'm not afraid to tell you this. There's an old fear of God in our hearts. Causing people to stumble. Do you understand this is the Holy One of Israel? Don't you understand that He is the Mighty One? It's important for us to understand that. That they're talking against each other. It's important for you to listen. The Lord is wanting a people the Lord is wanting a people who would do His will. Therefore, as you have received Messiah Yeshua's Lord, so continue to walk in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. 
Established in your faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. That's Colossians 2, 6-7. I'm going to read another scripture for Colossians. For all the fullness of deity lives bodily in him, and in him you have been filled to fullness. He is the head over every ruler and authority. Every ruler and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision done not by hand. In the stripping away of the body of flesh through the circumcision of Messiah. He's talking about putting away Adam. He put away the carnality in the midst of the people. He put away the power of it. Oh, we still wrestle. Oh, there's an old man wrestling against a new man. But what I'm presenting and what the Holy Spirit is presenting to you, that the Messiah himself is the answer. Not all this other stuff. Messiah establishes everything and everything from him should be brought to his faith. If you're Jewish, how Jewish you are should be established by the one who is the king of the Jews. And if you're from the nations, you're validated by him who died for your sins. But you were buried along with him in immersion. For, for, through which, for the, through which you were also raised with him by trusting in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Colossians 2, 9 and 21. Mm. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. I have a last verse I want to read to you. This is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Wow, this is really funny. No, this is not actually... Since I don't know what it is, I'm just going to read it anyway, which you'll know. Because I think the numbers are wrong. It says, let, let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of such things, God's judgment comes on the children of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For once you were darkness, but now in union with the Lord, you are light. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Taking no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather exposing them. For it is a disgraceful, it is disgraceful even to mention the things that are done by them in secret. Yet everything exposed by the light is being made visible. For everything made visible is light. This is why it says, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Messiah will shine on you. So pay close attention to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as a, but as wise. Make the most of the time of your time because the days are evil. For this reason, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And do not get drunk on wine, for that is recklessness. Instead, be filled with the rock, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart. To the Lord, always giving thanks for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. Also submit yourself to one another out of reverence for Messiah. Hmm. This is the key. A divine body that is submitted to a divine 
king reflects his holy glory. It is demonstrated not by our outward adornments, but how we are adorned in the nature of God himself. Adam, in his wickedness, thought it was possible for him to be equal with God. But the Messiah, though, he was made in the image of God, which is actually, most people think, is talking about his divinity, but it's actually speaking about his humanity as him being made the son of God and man. That Adam, even though he was made in the image of God, was not tempted to, to try to exalt himself to be equal to God, but he humbled himself and became a servant of the will of God. And this is the distinct difference between a heart that God has access to. You serve the living God. And it's demonstrated by how you handle your brothers and sisters. Not all these outbursts, but in your gentleness. Oh, brother, you're the least gentle person at times. At times. But I have to serve my purpose. I pray that the Lord will cause you to consider that the kingdom will be built. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that the God of Israel has called every one of us right now. To be a member of building lively stones. Do you realize he says you're bricks in the house of God? Do you see yourself as a holy brick being built up? But that means that you have to be able to be pressed against someone else who may be different than you. And you're not turning, looking at them with your nose up. But in humility, you've been placed there by humility by the holy God. Not by anything you've done to deserve it. So wouldn't he, when he humbles you and sets you in place next to the one next to you, wouldn't you let him fit the next one after? And, there, and if, you're, if you're more in the leadership or you're foundational, if you come from a five-fold ministry, perhaps you're near the bottom and he's building on top of you and you're bearing a lot of weight and a lot of pain. But you do it with joy set before you. And finally this. Finally this. Messiah said, go and make disciples of all nations. And I'm bringing this before your eyes and for your ears that we have a body that is holy. We have an unshakable kingdom that is within us. The, the, the present risen Lord is at the right hand of God and he's exalted. And he's looking for a heart so it will exalt him in their midst. And then from the midst of the man, he works forth outwardly and he affects things. I'm telling you the exact same things you read in the scriptures, the exact same things he will do here in this city. To a willing, humble people who says, I'll willing, Lord. All you, Lord. I'll take my Judaism and I'm going to put it at your feet. So I'll do it as you like. I won't press upon my Christianity upon you. I'm going to preach Messiah and him crucified and I'm going to live a holy, unblameable life in the midst of a wicked world. Is your life unblameable for the people? See, he's calling on us higher. This is what he called, the, just like the first generation perished, the second one was called up higher. He's calling this congregation to maturity. He's calling us to yield to his sovereignty. I'm going to end in prayer. Alveno Malcano, our wonderful Father and King, 
I'm convinced there's people in this room who don't know the Lord as their Savior. They have a form of godliness, but in their life deny the power thereof. And as that is not a faithful witness, Lord. So I pray now, Father, that your goodness, because you sent your son to be put upon a tree. Adam received sin from eating from a tree and you took him who knew no sin and made him in the form of sinful flesh and pierced him back upon the tree to both destroy the works of the devil which had corrupted the heart of man that man would no longer serve God but lean to his own understanding. So if you don't know the Lord, today's the day. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you Confess with your mouth. Confess your sins. Repent and believe. If you honestly can say, I've given them all, and you haven't, maybe you need to confess and repent too. Because I'm showing you an unshakable kingdom when you have these fears shaking you. I'm talking about he's not just getting rid of rebellion from you. He's getting rid of all the things that came through Adam, which I was going to teach you about. The fear that rose up in Adam. The shame that rose up in Adam. The unbelief that rose up in Adam. All these things rose up. The things we think is a normal humanity is fallen humanity. Messiah wasn't shivering and afraid and terrified. Messiah was bold and gentle and humble and the perfect man in all his ways. I present to you the gospel of the kingdom where everything is set at the feet of the Lord. Now, Lord, I thank you that I've just done what you asked me to do. That you sent forth this by the foolishness of preaching. My preaching in this foolishness. Father, I just lift up your voice and I thank you that somebody's heart in here might be changed and stirred for the kingdom. That this congregation and the strife and its midst is no longer going to be placated. Father, I thank you right now that you're going to be an unshakable kingdom in us and it'll be without fear. It'll be like we'll be the righteous as bold as lions. We'll have the love that is strong as death. We'll have the love that would endure hardship like a soldier. Amen.